So I want to talk to you about, um, and I've been talking about this for a while. I said it. I said it. I said it. I said it. There's a miracle in your basement, in my basement. And there was. It's, it's going to be a, a little bit of a testimony, but more of a testimony of God's goodness, what he did for us, what he did for me, how he led me to where he got me to. Right? And so uh, many of you know the story. And, um, but uh, I want to start right from the, from the get-go, because there's been bedrock truths that God has laid on my heart, and let love be the motivation of everything you do, together that we make a family. We prefer one another. Why? Because God can do anything but fail. Courage is required, and it takes courage to do what God has called us to do. And it took courage for, <laughs> for me to do what God called me to do. Be determined, passionately advance to the end, be strong, trust in the Lord is the biggest thing. Trusting in him and decree a thing. In Proverbs uh, 3, verses 5 and 6, King James, it says, trust in the Lord, what, with all of your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, he shall direct your path. So when you don't know what to do when the storm hits, you need to trust him. Lean not and acknowledge him. And these are, um, the last six messages were the foundation of what got me through this storm. I didn't realize it until I started putting all this stuff together because God will, God will take, like when you're going through stuff, you listen to him, you lean on him, he'll give you the instructions on how to get to the next step, how to get to your next stop. And this is all about what, what he led me through. And it might be different from you, but this is what he did for me. Isaiah 55 uh, verses 8 to 12, New Living, please. Woo! Isaiah 55, verses 8 to 12, New Living. It says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. You got to realize that. So, number one, you got to get out of your head. When you're going through this stuff, get your head out of the way. <laughs> Come on now. My ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Verse 10, the rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. It is the same with his word. He says, I send it out. Number one, it always produces. His word always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I wanted to do, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. So, at number one, it always produces. Number two, it will accomplish. And number three, it will prosper for us when you send it out. But you got to send it out. All right, no deposit, no return. So the first thing I was led to through this storm, number one, um, decree a thing. So I've been saying for the longest time, there's a miracle in my basement. You got to say something. And um, in that, in Romans 4.17, the Message Bible, please. Romans 4.17. In the Message Bible, it says, Abraham was first named father, then became a father because he dared to trust God to do only what God could do. Are you willing to trust God to do only what he could do? 
when you're in the midst of the storm? Huh? Raise the dead to life with a word. Make something out of nothing. And King James says, calling those things that be not as though they were. Verse 18, when everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyways, deciding not to live or deciding to live not on the basis of what he saw. You can't be, you can't judge what you see. You can't be moved by what's in front of you. You can't be moved by what's going on in your house. You can't be moved what's going on in your storm. He saw it. <laughs> so decided to live not on the basis of what he saw he couldn't do, but on what God said he would do. His promises are yes and amen. Job twenty two twenty eight, King James. It says, you shall decree a thing. Yes. You, you have to say something. I had to say something, and it shall be established unto you, and the light shall shine upon your ways. Um, Jeremiah 31, verses 16 and 17. This is one of the ones in King, uh, New King James. This is what um, one of the ones that Pastor Gary shared with me, this verse. And it was, a, it was a st one of the stabilizers that I needed. It says, that's verse 16 in Jeremiah 31. New King James, thus says the Lord, refrain your voice from weeping, your eyes from tears, for your work shall be rewarded, says the Lord. They shall come back from the land of the enemy. There is hope in your future, says the Lord, and your children shall come back to their own border. It says shall come back. Didn't say might come back or hope to have them back. No, no, no. There's only one passion verse that I'm using today. I didn't send it to you because there's only one. <laughs> it's passion. It's uh, Psalm 71, verse 18. Uh, in the passion, it says, Give me grace to demonstrate to the next generation your mighty miracles and your excitement. God is excited. In the midst of the storm, this is my decree. Let me proclaim your... Um, let, yeah, let me demonstrate to this next generation all your mighty miracles and your excitement to show your magnificent power. Number two, don't forget your training. And Psalm 71, uh, verse 17, new living. You'll see this one. Oh, God, you've taught me from my, ex, my earliest childhood. I constantly tell others about the wonderful things you do. Whatever it was I was going through, it couldn't stop me from telling the other people and people around me the magnificent things that he does. I can't stop talking about the goodness of God, even though you're in the midst of the storm. Why? Because the more that you share it, the more that it gets back into you. Right? When you give, it's given back unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I needed that. And I constantly tell others about your wonderful things that you do. Now that I'm young and not so gray, praise the Lord, do not abandon me. Oh, God, let me proclaim your power to this new generation, your mighty miracles to all that come after me. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah 31, 13, Message Bible, please. Woo! Again, don't forget your training. It says young women will dance and be happy. Young men and old men will join in. Who started it? <laughs> the women always start stuff in the church always they're the first who's the first to run around it's not going to be one of the guys 
No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Send Julie first, right? <laughs> Judah ain't going. Anyways, praise the Lord. It says, um, it says I'll convert their weeping into la- laughter, lavishing comfort and invading their grief with joy. Invading your grief with joy. Don't you realize that? Don't forget your training because there's an invasion going to happen. Joy is going to invade your grief. Because I found it hard to be sad. It was, yeah, but it was the grace of God doing that because it wasn't me working it up and being all super spiritual. Or look at him, he's a rock. Are you kidding? (laughs) No. Isaiah 55, verse 11, in the Living Bible... It says, so is my word. I send it out. It always produces fruit, and it shall accomplish all I want it to and prosper everywhere I send it. So we just send the word, send the word, send the word, send the word, send the word. Why? Because it's coming back on every wave, every single wave. Number three, play like a champion. Play like a champion. And in 2 Timothy 3.14, New Living Translation, please. 2 Timothy 3, 2 Timothy 3.14, New Living. It says, you must remain faithful to the things which you've been taught. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. Play like a champion. <laughs> know that they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You need to have trust involved with those people that have spoken into your life, really realizing that they're continuing to speak into your life, and they're going to help you get to the next steps of of this journey through this storm. Play like a champion. Somebody said this. No, I'm going to leave it. Okay, um, John 14, 26. It says, the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father sent in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. When you take notes and you listen to what pastor's saying or whoever's speaking up here, there's going to be a remembrance and a bringing forth of those things that you received. Why? So you can play like a champion. Well, champions win. John 8, 31, it says, Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And then you're going to know the truth, and the truth that you know shall make you free. But it's the truth that you do that will make you free. Right? Because you can know a whole pile of stuff, but if you aren't doing anything with what you're learning, come on. Ding. Circle gets a square. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. And, and you know, because I, I was thinking about this. And the word propeller kept on coming around. I'm going, propeller? What is that? And then it was like, New Covenant Ministries purpose. Come on. It's to present God accurately, make disciples for Jesus by exalting God, evangelizing the world, encouraging Christians for ministry, encouraging Christians to become spiritually mature. Why do you hear? This is what we need you here. Right? This, this is the one. This statement is both an anchor and a propeller. It stabilizes, stabilizes us during the storms of life and infuses energy and motivation into us to move forward corporately for Jesus. If I didn't have that planted, I would have crashed and burned. Come on now. You need this. I need this. Romans 8.37 
new living. It says, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours. Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And you got to realize and know that he loves you. He loves you. And I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. Nothing. Number four, what to do when your wood is wet. Come on now. Pastor Gary mentioned that life is a series of choices and not chances. That's not good. He said it's a series of choices, not chances. In other words, do what you know. I had, we, Shirley and I, had to do what we knew to do. And number one was get, send the word out. Right? Especially when you're, um, do what you know. Faith begins where the will of God is known. So what is, find out what the will of God is for this situation. Well, it was real simple. There's a whole pile of scriptures that I said prior to this. And, but when we're in the middle of it, what did David do? He said he encouraged himself in the Lord. Yeah. Right? And at midnight, Paul and Silas, in the midnight of their situation, Paul and Silas sang. And, and Paul, when he, he showed up to, to the king Agrippa, he said, I count myself happy. Come on. And Job 5.22, it says that destruction and famine you shall laugh. Why? Because laughter is a weapon. Smith Wigglesworth said laugh, faith laughs in the face of impossibility. Does it look impossible? Huh? Really? <laughs> I got something for you. And, and, and another one. Have at least four crazy friends. Huh. I have more than four. <laughs> and it is so good because they, you, help me through this, right? They talk about the, four, the, the guy that was paralytic. He couldn't move because of the situation that he was in. But he had four people that were willing to pull him up the side of the house, Glory. not drop him, break open, the, <laughs> break open the roof and let him down, not dropping him. Right. You need to surround yourself with some friends, especially when things are, when the, like when the storm is hitting the fan. And I mean, come on now. Number five, go out with joy. Psalm 16, 11, New King James. Yeah, come on now. In your presence is fullness, fullness of joy. And the Hebrew word translated presence in this verse is pana, which has several uh, different meanings. But one of them is, one of my joys, David is saying to his God, is knowing that you are facing me. He's facing you today. Face to face. And you have your, you have your sights. <laughs> he has his sights on your victory and triumph. And as we follow you, go your way. We are assured that our lives will be happy and a successful one. Why? Because you lead and we will follow. Lord, you lead, we will joyfully follow. Come on now. Number six, never give up. Don't you quit. You can't. You can't. Well, you can, but what for? No victory. Yeah, why? <laughs> really? What good is it for you? Nutting. Nutting is nutting. Is there a new in the house? Nutting. <laughs> So God has guaranteed our success. He's going to personally see to it that whatever it is you're going through or working on will succeed. Even if you had a few rough spots, you wouldn't worry without, about failing because you have God's word. You will succeed. God never fails. Never fails. 
Now, Shirley happened to document everything from day one to today. Of course, she would. But we're not going to go through all of that. Because, no, and, and really, because there's a lot of stuff that's personal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to maintain and, and to protect her dignity, I want to um, pick and choose. So this whole deal started May 24, 2019. And that's when, because, and <laughs> at that day, we were blessed with a big chunk of money. When we came back, um, that same day, Candace left the house and left her position at the church. Right? And so in a very short time, we went from happy to stunned, numb, and not knowing what just happened. We real, and, you know, and then the realization, hey, she's not coming back. <clears throat> this girl was um, joined whew, at my hip always. We always did things together. And, um, but meanwhile, the operations of the church still had to go. That's what I'm talking about, being faithful to, where you, to your position. The operations of the church. There was a huge renovation project that, uh, that I start. That, <laughs> we're doing all this, right? Surely working. Life going on in spite of what is happening in our personal lives. We had to still stay faithful to where we were called. And play like a champion. Do what you're trained to do. Yeah. Man. And so what do you do? You can, you, what do you do? You continue to serve. In spite of whatever it is, you continue to serve. Why? Because you put your trust in God. This thing is too big for me to deal with. I, I, hey, I can't touch it. I couldn't touch it. Because if I tried, it was just like, oh, no, 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 no. And then on December 23rd, a couple months later, Shirley received a card debt-free. See, God is, because we're still working and doing our thing, God is still doing his thing in the background, and he's letting us know, hey, I got this. I got this. So she received a car December 23rd, 2019, just a couple months later, right? Christmas comes. I'm expecting her to walk through the door. First, first Christmas without her, ever. Ever. <laughs> a couple months after Christmas, I found out that she's working at an insurance company. And I would go there and just drive in the parking lot hoping to see her car. Just to say, okay, you know, because I haven't seen her. Right? And so I'd just go in the parking lot just to see, huh, I wonder if she's, you know, is she there? And, um... Now we're into May 19th, 2020, a year later. She really had a dream that she was talking with Candace, and she called her voicemail, hung up. No, she, she had a dream that she was talking, she had a dream about Can that she was talking with her. And so, um, because I found out where she was working, I called there, and I heard her, I, I heard her voice on the voicemail for, for the company she was working at. And I couldn't leave a message. I had to hang up because I was just overwhelmed, right? Because it's been over a year since I even heard her voice, talked to her, saw her or anything. <laughs> Picked up the phone again. Heard the message. Click. Couldn't do it. 
And then um, 15 minutes later, she called. Right? And so then she was talking to me for about 15 minutes. And then I said, hey, your mother's here. You want to talk to your mother? Sure. I said, okay, fine. And, and so we thought, hey, you know, this is, this is really, really cool. <laughs> but that was a year. That was a year. Then Christmas number two came. This time, nothing. Radio silence. And in March 21, in, in, in 2021, um, she showed up to have me sign her owner. That's when she had me sign her ownership for the Jeep. She showed up to the house. First time I saw her in almost two years now. And um, it was very, very... Can you sign this? And I told her, I said, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm going to do that. And, and um, this is how cool God is. She had to come back twice in the same day. I was like, okay, God, let me know. Okay, you know what? I still, I st I'm still working on this thing. He's still working, right? Do your thing. And, and so, um, and I let her know that her sister's moving to the Cayman Islands, right? And she should reach out. And uh, so, we're into March. And then sometime in April, I found out, because, you know, you, you try to do what you can, and, and you want to connect where you can. So, of course, everybody's on Facebook. They're on something. You know, so I punched her name in, and found out she changed her last name. Gut punch. <clears throat> the thing about it is that she did it on October the 14th. My dad's birthday. And she was close to my dad. It's like, man. Mm. Shortly after that, somebody called the church and Shelly took the, the call. And they and they said, um, this is where she's living. This is her number. I thought, whoa, okay. I would go 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning to see where she lived. And I'd just sit there. And I saw her Jeep. So I know, okay, she's okay. Then I would drive back. And a couple of weeks later, I drive over again. And, and it's like um, in the Song of Solomon, um, uh, Solomon 2, verse 9, New King James, it says, My beloved is like a gazelle or young stag. Behold, he stands behind her wall. This is God. He's looking through the windows, gazing through the lattice. And that's what I felt like I was doing. Gazing through the lattice, looking, just, you know, hoping to see something. And I did. I saw her Jeep. I said, okay, this is cool. Now we're into September 2021, and, and Shirley had a dream that Candace came back, and the relationship was restored. See, God, God is still moving through all of this stuff, right? And when you put your trust in him, and, you know, because we're, we're still working, we're still having church, we're still, you know, still preaching, doing what I'm called to do. Why? Because that's what you're called to do. 
And if you trust him, you're going to do what you're called to do, knowing that he's got this and he's got you. So um, that was in July, or that's in September. In October, on the 11th, see, um, Shirley and I decided, okay, faith acts. Faith acts. So on that day, we had a, um, we've got a picture of, uh, you know, those, uh, they're kind of make uh, pictures made out of styrofoam. They can put your picture on it. Well, we have one of those and because it, it's freestanding and we put it on our kitchen table because it's like, okay, when we got our house, we had a rock that we, that we remember that. And we had a rock and we, and we put a piece of tape on it after we cleaned it off first <laughs> and set our home on it and put it on the table. And we just thank God for that rock. Well, we said we did the same thing. Faith has an act. Faith is a fact. And we started, um, we set a place at the, at the table for her and the picture so we can see her. Thank you, Lord. She's coming home. Thank you, Lord. There's a miracle in my basement. November 1st, 2021. I had a dream about Candace and our relationship being restored. I was like, oof, I don't get those. But I did. December 13, 2021, I wrote a letter to KCM for agreement and prayer for her and for family restoration. And here's what they said. This is so cool. It says, whatever is bound on earth is bound in heaven. We demolish arguments, every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We declare that your daughter is the righteousness of God. She has triumphed over Satan. We declare peace, rest, clarity of mind over her. Call her delivered body, soul, spirit, in that order. According to 1 Peter 2.24, he bore our sins in his body on the cross, so we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds we have been healed. Jeremiah 29.11 and I pray this all the time. I said, thank you, Lord. He says, you, you, you know the plans that you have for her. You know the plans that you have for her. And you declared you declared these plans are to prosper her not to harm her, plans to give her hope, plans to give her a future. And they said in John 8, 32, she will know the truth and the truth will set her free. And Psalms 46, 1, this is for all of us. God is our refuge and strength and an ever-present help in trouble. So that was in November. No, no, that was in December. December. That's a, yeah, December the 13th. On December 23rd, 10 days later, we get a call. God told me to move home for Christmas. I said, praise the Lord, come on. January 1st, she moved in. And you're thinking, oh, glory to God. The storm is over. <laughs> Everything is good. Who knew? Who knew? No, 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 no. This is round two. <laughs> this is round two. You, big, you know, because it's like, okay, I fought the lion. Okay, I'm all ready to tackle a bear right now. And, and so she moved home. And, and there's been, like, when she did, she didn't want to be there. But she's being obedient to God because God's working. Because we're praying. 
and we're confessing and he's doing what he does. And so, um, and like there was, there was a, um, just no communication really at all. Um, very, very little, unless she needed something. And then it was. And so um, that was January 1st, 2022. And on the 3rd, we decided, okay, we need to, we need to get serious about this. So we sowed, <laughs> you know, when you have a need, you sow a seed. And you sow it to where you're going to get the quickest return, KCM. So into them, and I'll tell you what, so many times we've sown in a chemical open ministries, like Pastor said, by the time you get to the mailbox, bam, there it is, right? So on July the 11th, um, right out of the blue, she just, she stood on the uh, outside our door because we got split, en- yeah, split entry, and she stood on the platform of the door, and she called me. And I said, yeah. She goes, I needed to do something. I said, come here. I said, okay. And she gave me a hug. And that was the first contact in almost three years. And I was like, what do I do with this? Right? Because it's been, you don't know. And then she apologized. And I was like, oh, my. And then a couple of days, well, about a week later, um, she wanted to sit on the back deck with Shirley to listen to a message. Like before that, no, there was the basement and then there was us. And there was a like concrete in between the two floors. Like there was nothing. In November. Oh, no, no. July 22nd. Um, she asked if Shirley can give her a ride to uh, some of her friends to visit some friends. And when she dropped her off, she gave her a kiss on the cheek. It's like, man, like everything is just like, so it's, it's starting to, things are starting to move, but it's moving very, very quick now. Now we're into um, November the 11th. She asked, she said, she said um, can we go on a road trip? <laughs> sure. Right. And so my grandfather, he's up in, he's a legionnaire. And, he, and so up in Truro, they have, um, outside your house, they have a picture of the flight. I, I posted it on, on, online. And they have a picture of, that, of the, your picture outside your house. Right. And so she wanted to go see it. So I said, yeah, let's go do that. So we went and we chatted all the way up, went to a restaurant. That's, you know, um, first time we actually had a meal together ever. Because she was, she everything was downstairs. She wouldn't come upstairs, and and so uh, we went to this restaurant and had a great time. Then on and on the uh, December comes, and on the sixth, Shirley was driving Can because prior to that, uh, Shirley Candace wouldn't get do anything with Shirley at all. But she started doing this, and, and her and, and Shirley were in the car, and Crystalline called. And FaceTimes with Shirley, but guess who's in the car? So they're talking. Shirley and Crystal, or Shirley and Crystalline are talking, and, and Crystalline said, Candace is here. You want to talk to her? And Candace said, yeah. So they talked. First time since May 2019, because they weren't talking. She wasn't calling anybody. 
November 17th. Oh, no, no, no. On the 11th of December, um, Candace called Crystalline. It was huge. And they spoke probably about 15, 20 minutes. How long did it take? Oh, since 2000, May 2019. Well, she stayed, she stayed at their place for a week. And then after that, there has been nothing, nothing at all. And so, um, Crystal and Candace were talking. And then Candace asked to talk to the kids, grandkids, first time. Because she never did talk to them at all. No, not at all. And so she was <laughs> 20 minutes on the phone with Alex. But an hour and a half, whew, hour and a half <clears throat> with Alina. And they just talked and talked and talked and talked and talked. Now, the thing that she was, you know, because I, I, I know Candace, she does not deal with confrontation at all. So the, her biggest thing was, because at first when, when, you know, when, when the, the storm hit, Alina, that girl's older than her age, but she says, family doesn't do that. That is not the way family does that. So she was mad. But when they were talking, she, she took her all over her place and showed her, and they, they just chatted and chatted. So those guys came to town on the 17th of December, Crystal and Adise and the kids. And when they came into the house, on the landing again, there's something about the landing, I don't know. Anyways, on that landing, Crystal walked in first, and Candace and her, they hugged for about two minutes. Huge. Huge. And of course, there's Niagara Falls happening. Then the, then the kids came, and they swarmed her. They just swarmed her. And it was just like, man, here we go. And whatever it was, switch flicked, right? And and like and you think, okay, this is very cool, and it can't get any better than that. <laughs> then Adise said, "Hey, do you mind if we sleep over on Christmas Eve?" Now we've never spent Christmas Eve with those guys because his birthday's on Christmas Eve, and he's always spent it with his at his parents' place, right? And they would come on Christmas Day in the afternoon, right? But they wanted to spend the night, and I said, "Well, that's sure." I said, "But you know, we uh, you know we we read the you know we read the story, uh, Christmas story, and we take communion. Awesome, we'll do that too." And so here we are on Christmas Eve, taking communion, reading the Christmas story, the kids reading the Christmas story, everybody taking their turn. And I went out that day, and, and I bought, and I'm going to start a tradition with them, shirts, Christmas shirts. And everybody had one. Because I said, all right. And I said, after we're done this, we're going to open up a gift. Uh, and everybody opened up the gift at the same time, and everybody had it. And those kids wore those shirts for about two days. Right? Just, and they said, you know, and they said, uh, so next year is Christmas in the Caymans. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Can we all have 
Yeah, exactly. It's a party. Don't have to buy shirts there. Oh, no, no, no. So the, uh, and, and so that night when they stepped over, the kid said, we're sleeping in Auntie Candace's room. <laughs> and they did. Yeah, and they did. It was so cool. And then Chrislyn said, or Candace said, you know, it's time to, I think I'm going to start looking for a job. And for like two weeks, almost every day, there was like two and three calls for that she was doing interviews, 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 right? Just back, back at it, back where she's supposed to be. And um, she landed a job. And then she, uh, but the one that she really wanted, um, they hired her on, on January the 3rd. And she gets like three weeks of, of um, vacation time. They've got a gym in this place. They, like it's set up. Even for lunch, they, uh, um, they, they provide a lunch for four bucks, and, but it's like pita pit stuff. Very, very cool. And so she's loving it. So she started her new job. And um, I get ready to close with this. And I, I got this from Jerry Seville. He says, whatever God is asking you to do today, know for sure that you're well able to do it. Put your faith in the Christ in you and just do it. Why? Because God is setting you up for success. And whatever you're going through has a time limit and it has a lifespan. Whatever it is you're going through has a time limit and it has a lifespan. So don't quit because all bad things must, must come to an end. Last verse, 1 Peter 4, 8, New Living. 1 Peter 4, 8. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. That's what we did. Through it all. And there was stuff that, that was just like horrendous. But love conquers. Love covers. Love pushes you through the storm. Always. So, you know, my, my, you know, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support because a lot of you have been praying and continue to do so because, um, you know, we're, we're, we're almost on the other side, right? But we're, we're, you know, we're a whole lot better than what we used to be. And it's getting better and better all the time. And every day, like for a while there, every day there was something new. This is like an onion. And every day there's, wow, you're making progress, progress, progress. One day she gave me a kiss on the cheek and was like, what do you do with that? <laughs> I received it, but, but it was like, it was a shock, right? Because it was like, no, what? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Things you take for granted. Yeah. Things you take for granted. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Whatever it is you're going through has a time limit and it has a lifespan. And the thing is, we're all going through stuff. You know? We're going through. Through. Yeah, we're not camping out. We're not quitting. No, we're playing like champions. We're not one and done. We're one and we win. <laughs> Hallelujah. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. 
For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.